Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, to the Robert Patton Global Podcast. We are here for another episode, and we have Sambo Slice. Yeah, you're carrying the torch. Yes, uh, sir. Steel, the steel mace flow uh, movement, which I feel like I was part of the beginning of that movement as well, just sort of adopting it and um, practicing it and supporting it. But it's a great tool for upper body exercise what's your kind of reasoning for getting into that whole thing uh part of it was uh martial arts man um one of my uh coaches over at the gym he's our wrestling coach and he was steel mace certified and uh really just introduced me to it introduced me to the clubs I fell in love with the whole movement. I'm like, man, what is this? Let me find out more. Um, at the same time, right before then, I was training jujitsu. So uh, that's my main squeeze is jujitsu. And for me, it goes hand in hand. I'm like, man, there's a lot of similarities to this. Um, step-by-step processes, the the fundamentals of it. Um, it goes right in line with the not only the Stu Mace Flow system, but the Onnit Academy system. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just kind of went down that rabbit hole, man, and I'm still going down there. Yeah, it's a deep hole, and there's it's an infinite learning um, potential with, especially speaking of jujitsu, and then with the, the mace and the clubs, and I have every single mace from on it, you know, up to the 25 pound. Uh, what's that guy's Alex uh, Gray? version with the the four-sided face oh the quad god the quad god that's what it's called yeah that man you know and i started off and when i first bought my first mace i was like i ain't getting no bitch ass 10 pound mace i'm getting a 15 pound mace (laughs) and immediately i was like fuck this thing's too heavy (laughs) and it's just 15 pounds you know but then so i got the 10 um and I love the 10 and I still use it. Like I don't use it as much as I guess I used to, but I, because I, I, I like tore up my meniscus and like, I couldn't, you know, do those deep bends. Those, you know, when you're swinging around and bend to one side and bend to the other and whatnot. But I, I'm pretty much getting back into it as of recently. So, and, and as well as more kind of, uh, like heavy lifting techniques. I worked out with Stephen Wiley, a mutual friend of ours, and he gave me some. I need to get bigger, you know. I need to get. I need to get. I'm. I'm I need to gain weight, so I'm trying to lift some heavy shit right now. Okay, I feel you, man. Yeah, hey, I, I got all all my maces in my living room. When I get bored, I just throw down some swings. I just throw yeah. down with some three sixties. Yeah. Ten. Like I just kind of go, I don't even count reps. I don't even go for time. I'm like, all right, what am I doing right now? I got five, about five minutes. All right, let me let me get some 360s in. And uh, you just knock it out, man. Like, all right, I feel like, do I feel like going heavy? Nah, I'm going to keep it light today. Or you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to go fucking heavy today. 
It's, yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I like, I remember one night um, I saw uh, Serena, the Steel Mace Gypsy. She was, uh-huh. she did like a thousand 360s and I was like, hell no, I gotta, I gotta do that too. So I did a thousand, um, you know, you're not allowed to put it down or something. There was some kind of challenge. So <laughs> I remember doing that and, but yeah, it just really kind of opens the back up and the shoulders and kind of loosens everything up. I, I kind of liken it to running with your upper body. Like maybe, you know what I mean? That oh, that's a, I, I've never heard that. That's uh, that's a pretty good way to put it. I've never, uh, yeah, because it kind of goes along with your stride. If you're doing 360s, that's almost like your stride when mm-hmm. you're running, your gait. Yeah, and that huh. was, you know, because I, I got like a little layer of fat on my upper body. And that's, and my but my legs are skin tight, you know, because I've always been a, like a runner. And I want that kind of skin tightness up on my chest and back, I guess. So that was my thinking. But what, how, how has, how, you know, how has your thinking evolved since you've been, been doing it or whatever? Um, so for the most part, um, of course, just kind of seeing Leo's flows and, like man, that's pretty beautiful. I want to do it that. It is. It really is. It's you kind of dive into it, and uh, there's like a point to where like, okay, I might not be able to do all of that, but I know I'm definitely capable at some point. And so the process of you learning how to do this stuff is uh, is the interesting part because you can troubleshoot. There's a lot of trial and error. You can figure out what's what's working for you, what's not. What are your strong points? What are your weak points? And then you start to to just kind of um, just kind of level out the playing field almost to where it's like, okay, I like this one. Let me let me run with it. Okay, all right. Now I like this one. Let me run with that one. So it's like a, a progression to it. And the same thing with jujitsu. Like you start to figure out your game, and you figure out what's working for you, what's not. Because I'm a little guy. I'm a short guy. I mean. I, uh, first time I met you was uh, over at Leo's work first workshop over at the Ani Academy. That's yeah, where I yeah. got first introduced to sheath, and uh, man, that's all I wear now. So uh, all my other underwears are out the door right now. I appreciate uh, that, dude. Jiu-jitsu, steel mace, for me they they've always come hand in hand. So if I'm injured and I can't be on the mats, my martial art is the steel mace, uh, steel mace flow. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of picking apart different techniques, uh, studying other guys, um, man, just a little bit of everything. Like it's a, it's a, it's a movement practice. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm getting 360s, the... go ahead. No, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, there's different modalities, if you will. You know, like originally I saw even Aubrey Marcus just doing a steel flow uh, or mace workout, not a flow. He wasn't doing a flow. He was like digging with it you know doing like a digging motion which was yeah. kind of cool and i like that and then you have uh the viking ninja or ninja viking and i actually went and got certified with leo and serena i think at a, a, a nin- viking ninja course here in colorado and it's they're just different and i guess it's a, you're based on your preference it's, but it you know there's this like kind of battle between the two styles and shit I don't yeah, know it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, 
the little insider information about politics of steel mace. But well, that's the that's the crazy part. So I did one of uh, E6's workshops as a Viking ninja when he came here to San Antonio. Um, I went to my certification for Steel Mace Flow, but it was a dual certification in Long Beach with uh, Rick Brown as well. Wow. And so day one was Steel Mace Flow, the first certification. The energy was high. Uh, we are in Long Beach. So, man, I had taken the edible for, before I got there and Man, I was just right. like, all right, let's, I'm just going to take this all in. Day mm. two was the, was the traditional stuff. The heavy mace swinging, the grave diggers that you're talking about that uh, Aubrey Marcus was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it was, it was pretty crazy to see both sides of the spectrum come together for a two-day certification. And, uh, I mean, mind you, over, the, over time, there's kind of been a little bit more beef and stuff like that, but... It is what it is. People understand and kind of, can kind of filter out all that noise and be like, all right, I, I mean, I can resonate with this. Um, this is something that resonates with me. And so uh, there's a lot of people where, where they're like, all right, I don't, I don't really care about the beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's just for uh, controversy. <laughs> but it's such a barbarian sort of fucking savage workout that takes you back a thousand years and to what they were doing you know primal workout i love it yeah my uh so my dad is a uh he's a pastor he's a preacher he's a i I consider him more of a teacher because he dives into the word he dives into he finds the resources and uh he saw me messing around with the mace and so he's like what is this about let me take a look at it and uh He's like, man, this dates back to the Persian Empire. Uh, they consider the Gada is what it was, was originally called. The Gada as like a, like it's part of their religion. It's part of their, their culture. And it resonates, I mean, deeply, super deep into their, into their culture and what they do. Uh, not only for their athletes and the wrestlers, but uh, when they went to war, um, this is what they use uh, not only to train with, but to to kill people man like it's, it's pretty rowdy to think about like mm-hmm. this dates back the tool that i'm using right now dates back thousands of years and like, it was used for something different but at the same time it really wasn't right it's a tool as well as a you know workout uh, object you know and when you're swinging you can kind of, if you get it you know maybe channel some of that primal ancient energy and it's it makes it a little bit more fun than just throwing dumbbells up in the air you know bench pressing and whatnot definitely which is what i love about that and i I have the clubs also um kettlebells you know these are great tools as well not but still the mace is a special one because it's so could easily be used to just knock someone's head right off <laughs> it's crazy you know? man like people people see me in the gym doing my thing and uh you can tell like i know they see me but they they give me some space they definitely give me some space because i'm moving around and at the gym right now we have blue tape that marks everything off um everyone's been been real cool upon reopening but with social distancing um we have blue tape just 
for that reason, just to kind of, hey, give each other space. Uh, everyone's here to do our thing. But they see me doing my thing in, in my given space. And they're like, all right, I'm going to give them time. Uh, I'm going to let them mm -hmm. do his thing. It uh, looks good. And it's a lot of it for me, when I'm in the gym there, it's a lot of trial and error. I'm like, let me, let me find something. I want to find a flow. I want to tap in real quick. If I have a short break from the desk, I'm going to hop off onto the floor and uh, find like a five or ten minute break to where I can find that flow a little bit. And uh, if it's just me getting 360s with something heavy, I'm still going to find that flow. If it's me trying to figure out a new progression for my class, hey, I'm, uh, I'm still going to try and tap in and find that flow. Um, but you can do the same thing with the kettlebells. You can do the same thing with the clubs and even barbell, man. You see Leo mess around with the barbell and mm -hmm. uh, some pretty crazy stuff. But yeah, um, when you think about it, like the mace has a little bit more flair to it. it has, there's something deeper with the mace, which uh, I truly enjoy. Uh, again, it resonates super, super, it resonates deeply with me. And uh, I try and portray that with my clients. Like people come in. Like, hey, I just want to teach you how to find your own movement. I want to teach mm -hmm. you how to figure out your own workouts. I want to teach you really what I learned by experience. And I want you to go down that rabbit hole. So giving them the autonomy to figure that out on their own, man, it's, it's pretty crazy to watch. It's pretty crazy to see. So you're teaching people? Is yeah, that... I do a Saturday class. Uh, it's a steel mace flow. And then I also we started classes back up on Tuesdays and Thursdays here at the gym, man. It's a little bit of kettlebell, a little bit of body weight. I'll use med balls, but uh, I introduced them to the mace and uh, people are really gravitating towards it. Um, it's it's different. Again, it's, it's different, man. So to see people, to see that light bulb light up, because it, it does seem kind of intimidating at first. I can kind of see it in their eyes. They're like, oh, I don't know about this. But mm -hmm. once they learn the technique, they're like, man, okay. They're moving and grooving, dude. It's it's uh it's crazy. I love it. I love it. Did you find as you started teaching that you developed a greater understanding as well? Oh, most or definitely, man. Like, uh, of course, with jujitsu, I'm on the mats. There's progressions to everything. You have white belts and you have blue belts on the mats, and everybody learns from everybody. So I have some people that have been training with the mace. Uh, day one or month one people have been training with me with the mace for three years already and we all learn together we all take something different from it and uh, it's it's pretty enlightening for me because not only am I continuing to learn but I'm able to to get my clients and people that are coming to the door and not everyone's interested we're here in San Antonio and I understand that everyone's going to gonna be interested in it just because it is kind of, I mean, it's out there, dude. It's unconventional. It's definitely unconventional. Definitely. But uh, but it's cool to see people like slowly start to, if I introduce it to them, give them a little taste of it, they either like it or they don't. It's not for everybody. Just like jujitsu, it's not for everybody. But there's yeah. progressions to everything. Well, speaking of jujitsu, uh Next time I'm in San Antonio, I'd love to get a roll in with you because I enjoy that. As you, I'm sure you know, it's just one of the best th like things. I like it more than you know the learning a new move. I, I have to go through the learning the new moves to get to the rolling, and I'm just I like to roll. 
Yeah, man, that's where you that's where you troubleshoot. That's where the body troubleshoots. It's yeah, it's just it's so I don't know. Something about it, you know, and everybody that does it knows what I'm talking about when I'm talking about rolling jujitsu. Exactly. Like spar basically kind of sparring ish. But uh I missed that and I stopped doing it quite a while ago. I was going to Dominion MMA there in San Antonio by Fast Eddie's pool hall. Yeah, man, it's down the street from me. Yeah. Great great gym. Uh I think I pissed off the the coach because I would always go in there like I would blaze up in the car right and go in and just I guess reek of smoke and I don't think he appreciated that but like every fuck i think most people know that's what you do you go in there because it loosens i don't know you loosens up the body and it, you get that i get like a you like euphoria if you will or something just a really good feeling no most definitely run. man you're able to tap into the body a lot more or your body's able to tap in a lot faster because you're not thinking so much um, I noticed that with jujitsu that if I need to teach, I won't smoke. If I need to right, um, right. Uh, learn something new, I won't smoke. But if we're right. rolling, if it's open mat, dude, I'm all game. Because uh, mm. that, uh, that, that retention, that learning retention isn't there if I'm trying to focus on a new technique and I'm just there blown, like ready to roll or something. Totally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, that I was I, – I didn't want to go – out in the middle of class and smoke so i'd come in blown if you will and and it does hinder your learning ability uh you know to learn the new techniques and stuff so you know i stopped rolling for quite some time because it's hard to find eh, i don't know if that's true a good gym i guess these days it's not that hard to find a good gym in fact there's one here in where i was just going to uh i was going to victory mma here in colorado springs with the uh, former UFC uh, fighter, now uh, head coach of the gym, Gilbert Smith, which he's he's like militant. He was in the army and shit, and I like that because I was in the army and I like the no nonsense approach. Just like quit being a bitch, do the work, and and it also includes boxing, which is also something I had never done, and really enjoyed. I love hitting the pads now. It's something, if you haven't done that, it's a, a whole other kind of level of fighting and martial arts that it, it kind of gets uh, downplayed or whatever because with, with um, you know, MMA, mixed martial arts, you, but eh, whatever, I guess they practice boxing too, but it's, it's fun. It's really fun. So I like to do all of these things. Like traditional well, schools. They're not going to let you roll until you're a blue belt. Uh, for us at Submission Concepts, um, and again, you're more than welcome to stop by, man. I, I hope you do stop by and just to get the vibe. Not only is it cool at 365 at the gym, yeah. but on the end of the shopping center, we have your martial arts studio. And it's a laid-back community. Everyone's nice. just there to learn. Everyone learns together. You do have a fundamentals class. You do have an advanced class. But uh, we're not trying to knock each other's heads out. We're not trying to tear, uh, break each other's arms and shit like mm -hmm. that. So it, uh, like for me, right now my focus is is uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to help the law enforcement here in San Antonio uh, Damn, practice awesome. practice uh, uh, safe training to where no one gets hurt, and then also um, 
like to where we don't have any more cases. I hear San Antonio right now is one of the uh, the best uh, police departments uh, out there. So whenever you hear that uh, police officers aren't really getting so much training, they only get a certain amount of hours, blah, blah, blah. San Antonio is uh, led in one of the most training because there's constant updates. And so when those updates happen, they teach their guys, all right, new stuff that's going on. And um, it might not be jujitsu related, but they are taking a little bit more, um, taking more of that role and taking more of that, uh, um, taking more of that training into their own hands. Some guys are reaching out, but to be honest, I was having a conversation yesterday that uh, these guys don't want to get hurt. And if they get hurt, they're out of work. And if they can't work, that's that's no money. They can't pay their bills. They can't support their right. family, things like that. So right now, I'm trying to figure out how I can eliminate anybody getting hurt, make it super effective. Um, like our lineage right now is pretty strong. I mean, it's pretty. It's right there with the Gracies. Uh, we have a pretty solid lineage, so. I want to be able to not only provide more value to our community, but man, our, our community is right there with the law enforcement. Like with everything going on right now in, in the United States with our country, uh, things are hot. Oh yeah. Things are hot right now, man. So like it hurts me to, to practice to, like control, like self-control. And I think that comes with martial arts and training. It comes with martial arts, but it comes with time. It really comes mm -hmm. with time. Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, like, again, man, like this is something deep to my heart um, because I see the effects day in, day out. Be but at the same time, I train with some of these guys. I train with detectives and guys that work at the acad academy and they see it day in, day out to where, man, like these guys just don't want to get hurt. Like you can offer a free class, but they're not going to show up because... I mean, it might take them out of work or something might happen and they leave it up to chance and, and that's it. I'm like, but that right now, that's my current project. That's, that's beautiful. Project right that's now. beautiful. I mean, I would, so I was in the army and we trained, we called it combatives, but it was derived off of jujitsu and fighting for, you know, getting in and out of the guard and get to full mount and arm bars and, uh, different you know pretty fundamental type stuff um so i feel like for sure it should be trained with all police cadets and even into their career it should be almost mandatory so that maybe they're not al not always they don't always reach for the gun that's so blown out of proportion but you know to make it seem like every cop is shooting somebody on the streets every day and it's like that it, Anyways, I know it happens too much. Once is too much, but it, you know, it's like, anyways. Um, but like, I feel like they could use like that training and it's a stress reliever. It's a control kind of, you know, like just that stress relief. When you leave the gym after a good session, nothing, you know, you're just feeling good and and whatnot not that i well i was in the army you know and i went to war i went twice so i have a tiny little inkling of what stress they might go through but i've never had to walk up on a car and you know thinking that my life might be taken potentially have my gun drawn so i don't know that kind of stress but i feel like it can't hurt 
and I and it can only help. I th- I don't know. So I think that's a beautiful thing that you're doing. I would love to kind of be like say, come get a free roll and get a free pair of sheath. I would throw. I would do that because just because I I support you know first responders, Blue Lives Matter, and all of those you know you know EMTs, firefighters, the whole nine because it's super important for community to feel safe and, and whatnot. So uh, I think that's a beautiful thing that you're doing. I I commend you. Yeah. So we're a veteran owned uh, facility. Uh, There's two different entities. You have your fitness 365, which is the 24 hour gym. And then you have submission concepts, which is a martial arts studio. And uh, I originally got hired on as a sales associate. Um, I was actually going to leave for the Marines before um, I left my one of my guys I used to work with at Spectrum Athletic Club. He's like, hey, man, are you going to leave? Uh, I need some help over here. It's close to your mom. It's close to home. Um, you mind just helping me out a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. I went to go check it out. Fell in love with it. And uh, mom ended up getting sick. Uh, she In 2017, she ended up passing with uh, colon cancer. Oh, my God. And... Um, but when I initially got hired on, it was around 2013, I believe. And then uh, the martial arts studio came in on uh, in 2015. And uh, I mean, I didn't start training until June of 2015. And so um, one of the guys introduced me to it. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. It's cool. It looks like, I mean, it looks fun. But I mean, I'm just, I wasn't really just, I wasn't into it quite yet. And then uh, dropped in on a class, did a month, and I had some low back issues at the time. And then uh, once I got rid of that, I, I worked my way through it and got back on the mats. Fell in love with it. Right after that, fell in love with all the unconventional stuff that Ana had to provide. Mm-hmm. But like seeing the guys that come in, um, we have a lot of law enforcement. We have a lot of uh, veterans. Um like we have all walks of life walking through the door. That's the crazy part. We have all walks of life coming into the door, coming into the studio, coming into the gym. And so for me to be able to like see some of that, meet some of the guys that are coming in and like, everyone's got a story, man. Like everyone's got a story. So to hear some of these stories and how jujitsu has impacted them, um, how just working out at a 24 hour facility has impacted them, but more so on the martial arts side, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, some of the guys that come in, and if they're law enforcement, they uh, they can use some of this stuff uh, in the line of duty. And uh, really, it just comes with time. It comes with experience. It comes with you getting in there, doing the work, putting your mat time in, putting your reps in, drill, drill, drill. And uh, from there, you figure out, like I said earlier, you figure out your game. You figure out what works for you. You figure out how you can apply it, not only on the mats, but off the mats. Uh, what we teach our kids in the kids' jiu-jitsu program is, all right, you're going to come in and learn warm-ups. We get our technique in, and then we finish out with some type of game or some type of rolling or, or something. Mm-hmm. But you, you're able to troubleshoot it on the mats to where you put yourself through that stress, and then off the mats, you're doing better in school. You're doing better at work. You're able to communicate with people. So when the kids come in, we're we're raising up leaders to where I'm not really going to to walk a new student 
through warm-ups and all that. I'm going to let the other leaders, the other students who've been there for two or three years already, uh, take their hand, walk them through shrimps, walk them through bridges, walk them through spider crawls, walk them through uh, shoulder crawls, all of that. And uh, they're able to communicate to a new student. And it's funny to watch. It's crazy to watch because they're they're trying to figure out how to communicate to a new student who isn't really getting it. And then when they do get it, it's like, man, okay, I had to change my verbiage. I had to change how I communicate to this person. So same thing translates with the law enforcement. They put the time on the mats. If they're teaching someone else how to do a particular technique, if you're working with your training partner, they have to communicate differently than they normally would. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, so well, we, yeah like a different kind of, well, it's like certain people respond receptive to different communication styles, if you will. Or Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's crazy because the maths will just automatically do that to you. And all you got to do is just show up. That's all you got to do is just show up. Yeah, yeah, I was distant. I mean, the reason I was saying something about, like, I don't like doing the drills, I guess I'm, I, because I want to get straight to the fun, but... I know the drills are important, and and but and not that I I feel like I, I feel, I'm not, I'm I don't even know if I'm a white belt. But what's after white belt? Like yellow or something? Uh, blue belt. Blue. I don't know that I would be a blue belt. I was gonna say I think I would be a blue belt, but I'm probably still a white belt. Um, but uh, it's so yeah. I I, I need to practice more. I, I got I had a this kid. Dylan King, he's up here. I'm up in Colorado now, which I'm sure you're aware. Um, and I was going to Victory MMA and doing I, the the sessions. It was like uh, I'd go like Tuesdays and Thursdays or something, and we would do these circuit training sessions. But I'm like in there with professional fighters, which was awesome. Um, and, and they're like the coaches training them, and I'm along with them, kind of just trying to keep up or whatever. And it's, yeah. that was really motivating. And then, it, you know, so the first 45 minutes of the hour is killing yourself on different cardio tech, like, you know, medicine balls, push ups, and like all the stuff that you, you know, punching the dummy and, or whatever, like little cardio things, circuit training. And then the last 15 minutes would be, um, you know, hitting pads, which I, that's, where I recently had fell in love with that. Anyways, then I moved up here to Colorado Springs, I mean, uh, to Woodland Park from Colorado Springs. And it's like a half hour away. And I'm I'm literally living in like paradise. Like, so I, it, it's hard for me to want to leave. So I started paying Dylan to come up here and, and train me. So I bought some mats and he's been coming up and we'll alternate between the jiu-jitsu and and boxing like one one week we'll do jiu-jitsu one week we'll do boxing and um, but we do we still kind of do the fo traditional format we were doing at the gym which is the you know like in the warm-up and then the cardio and then then we'd get to the to the good part and but i'm you know i know the shrimps and i know a lot of just the really basic fundamentals and so i don't know where i was going with that other than I'm kind of, I've been doing it for, since I was 21 ish, 22, maybe 20. Uh, my friend took a class with this former UFC fighter, Mike, the Joker Guyman. And 
he but he, I wasn't going to the class, so he would go to the class and then come to my house and we would just do it. We would like clear oh, you know, push the uh fucking couches and everything aside and open up the living room and just just roll and I I've always loved it. It's just a beautiful thing. It's fun and I feel like like you said all walks of life are coming through your doors and I feel like from computer nerds to you know like bodybuilders or whatever should be doing this for their own for for mental health and and confidence. I felt that was one of the biggest um gifts or, or something that, you know, that, that I got from doing jujitsu is like, I went from knowing nothing and kind of walking in a way where someone might pick on me then like, if they saw me because I looked like an easy target to, you know, then I, I walk with confidence afterwards, even not that I would kick anyone's ass, but not, but having a confidence that I, at least I wasn't going to get my ass kicked. I could kind of protect myself i'll just wrap them up you know <laughs> uh, you know and it's hard to hit somebody really hard when they're on like you know hugging you or whatever <laughs> yep yes and sir so these this knowledge is so just beneficial and and people and it's growing and i'm sure exponentially and it's and I think that's a great thing. I mean, all any almost any martial art, I would say, teaching that, um, it just like I even like Cobra Kai. I was watching Cobra Kai, and, and yeah, hello. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, it just giving you that confidence to not be scared. You know, fear is is a horrible thing to be walking around with. So that's so, kind of, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So that's uh, with the students that we have um, at post, like, I don't want to say post COVID because they're not over, but upon reopening, um, you can tell that people are ready to find something deeper. You can feel that people are ready to get out of the house and learn something new. Uh, the, the physical, old age of the physical contact too. Like I'm sure as I just wanted to say that and continue. No, old that's, age. That's it, man. Yeah. The physical contact. Yeah. It's it. We, yeah. After COVID, which like you said, it's not quite over, but things are opening up and we were isolated and to get back and get back to that connection is, something i think we all need but maybe don't even know yeah there's a there's a deeper understanding now i feel like there's been a paradigm shift of uh the mindset to where okay i'm i'm smart enough to do my own research now but at the same time nothing replaces that in-person training so i can do only i can only do so much online mm -hmm. it is what it is you can only do so much online um which is cool. It'll it'll only carry you so far, but once you get uh, a coach, once you get someone to help you out and walk you through the stuff that you will probably never even think about, uh, run you through techniques, run you through workouts or whatever it is that that you plan to do, um, finding that movement practice 
we can tell people are hungry now. And that's the cool part because we're, we're in a, we're not a big gym. We're a, a smaller gym. We're real laid back. Um, it's, it's low key. You come, the atmosphere is real, real chill. You come in, do what you got to do, and, and you're out the door, man. Put your work in, put your time in. I tell people, put your reps in, dude, and, and you're good to go. But nothing replaces that in-person training. People are now starting to search online what to do, how to do it, and it'll only take you so far. So when you get that physical contact, when you get, um, like, man, when someone actually grabs your wrist and you got to mm -hmm. figure out what to do, from there, like, oh, shoot, all right, that changes the dynamics. Uh, you take it to a chemical level, and someone grabs your wrist with some force, and they pull you, and you don't know what to do. It sends those fight-or-flight signals to the brain, to that or the, the, yeah, the, the sympathetic nervous system, like fight-or-flight, almost like I'm getting chased by a lion type situation. If you're able to calm that, if you're able to, to bring your parasympathetic nervous system into, into action, you're able to rest and digest. You're able to uh, figure out and troubleshoot how to get out of it. Uh, my girlfriend, she does our women's self-defense program there at the gym. Um, she also teaches the kids Taekwondo, the Mudu Kwan. And uh, one of the first things you learn is how to get out of a, a, a wrist grab. Someone grabs your wrist. How to get out of it, how to hold your base, how to keep your composure. Uh, then you go two hands on one. And from there, you figure out choking series. Someone's choking you on the ground. Someone's choking you against the wall. Someone's got you pinned against a corner and they're choking you. If someone's pulling your hair, if someone's just grabs you like a bear hug from the front or the back, like, are you going to freak out in that situation or are you going to know what to do and keep your composure? Um, so the online stuff is cool. Like, slowly for us, we're transitioning everything online, but, um, like, people know that, like, all right, there's only going to be a certain point. I can only get so far with it until I really have to come in and work with the coach and figure out the more intricacies of this martial art, of whatever it is you decide to do, whatever movement practice you decide to do. But when it comes to self-defense and actual, like, survival skills, Nothing replaces that in-person training. So these law enforcement officers that are out there doing their thing, man, I, I invite anyone to come by because there's nothing that replaces it. Uh, whatever amount of training you might be going through right now, um, seek seek a coach. Seek someone who's going to help you out. Find someone who's knowledgeable, someone like a legit black belt. And, uh, again, like, I mean, again, I apologize for, for having that, that uh, incident at Dominion to where I don't want to say it, it turned you off, but at the same time, like, you're not going back there. Not to that gym. It didn't turn me off to the sport at all. It was just that particular gym. I still love it, and I promote it, and I think it's the one of the best things anyone can do for themselves. And I, you know, if anybody, if any law enforcement do go to his class, I, I would, you know, hit me up and I'll throw a free pair of sheath just to top a little icing on the cake. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's much needed. It's totally something that, it, it, and just having a coach in general, like that's something I learned slightly later in life. You know, when you're young, you think you know everything, you know, and so... I don't need a coach. I can do it on my own, but you don't know how far you can go 
until you have someone else kind of there giving you direction because it's so easy for you or me or whoever to, you know, go to the gym, put in a workout, maybe half-ass it a little bit, leave early, don't do all the reps or, or, you know, like maybe look online, but don't fully retain or get, you know, the concept like you can, if somebody's there seeing what you're doing and then making the, you know, uh, real time corrections and coaching you, pushing you, having other peers around maybe even helps that to keep you motivated to, I don't want to be that one to, uh, quit early, you know, um, you know, you didn't make it to the Marines and that's probably a good thing. I mean, it was, you know, I had, I, I did six years in the army and I, it was a beautiful, horrible experience. <laughs> you know, it was just like, I'm really glad I went through it, but if I, it, the stuff I got out of it, like basically becoming a man, if you will, even though I was 26, I still wasn't yeah. even a man yet. But when I went through it all and it, it was like um, coming of age. And so, but you, I feel like you can get that through martial arts if you like, you know, put in the work and, and show up and, you know, you can't just do one session. You can, I'm talking like years probably before you get that full transition in. But yeah, if, if to be honest, if I had left to the Marines, I wouldn't have probably picked up jujitsu. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's crazy to think about. I think about it pretty often. I'm like, man, what would I be doing right now if I left for the Marines? Where would I be right now in the world if I had left? Um, but I mean, I couldn't leave, man. Like my, my mom was going through some, some medical stuff. Um, I told her, I was like, man, if you leave, like if, if this is it, I'm, I'm moving to Colorado. I'm, I'm up and out of here. I'm gonna do my own thing. And she's like, no, you can't, you gotta stay, help your brother. You gotta take care of your brothers. You gotta take care of your grandma. Wow. And, uh, that's exactly what I did, man. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, like. I might not have much. I vi I live very minimalistic, but like I walk to work every day. I haven't had a vehicle like in six years now, so I walk, ride my bike, and like I'm I'm cool with that. And, like I mean, here I I got a girlfriend, and um, she's starting to want some of that stuff of uh, you know the whole thing that that I mean, it's family and things like that. But like I'm not really too worried about it. I know things will come accordingly. That's the cool yeah. part. I know things will come accordingly. Just like jujitsu came into my life accordingly, just like the steel mace and all the unconventional stuff uh, coming accordingly. Um, I'm doing this right now because I don't want others to go through the same thing that my mom went through. So if there's anything that I can do in my power to minimize any of the effects of like being caught up in like being just prescribed, uh, uh, narcos and uh, big pharma and things like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like we can go. Oh yeah. We can go down that route, uh, like left and right. But like, bottom line is, are we getting to the root of the cause? I want to help you get to the root of the cause to be able to do these things on your own. I want you to have autonomy over your workouts, autonomy over your life. You were born for a purpose, but you probably don't even know that purpose. I don't even know that purpose, but I'm uh, I'm out here grinding it out. And I want you to be able to share this information 
whatever it is, I want to be able to share the stuff that I'm, I'm currently going through or have gone through so you can live a little bit better life, that 1% better, as they say, uh, every day. But, like, when you, when you surround yourself with some amazing individuals, mm-hmm. things happen. Um, and even when you surround yourself with some not-so-great individuals, like I used to bar back and bartend for quite a while. Like when I was working front desk at Spectrum Athletic Club, I also started working the bar and uh, we're at different nightclubs and working with different people. And you see all walks of night, uh, all walks of life, not only in the gym, but outside of the gym in the bar. And so you meet these different people. Everyone's um, doing their thing, but you can tell who has purpose. You can tell who is actually doing something and who's just kind of going through the motions. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy to think about, man. Like, it's it's amazing to see, like the people that are still doing their thing and still going through the motions, and you can still uh, amazing to see the people who are coming out of it and who have learned something from it and are actually trying to do something better. And and it's for the greater collective. That's why we're here. It's for the greater collective. And it um, all starts with the individual, like in like within. You know, everyone's like looking out, but looking in, what can I do to better myself? And I have to say, you have an amazing attitude. I love that attitude of you appreciate what you have. You're not like, woe is me. I don't have a car or whatever. You're grinding, staying positive. There's a wonderful book. This is a success podcast. And I like to kind of point out some of the principles during the podcast and um, the positive mental attitude is like pretty much number one. You're not going to get anywhere being fucking bitter and bitching all, excuse me, all the time. And yeah. uh, also you were, you know, saying, you know, surrounding yourself with uh, individuals that are positive and, and doing things with their lives. And, you know, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. You don't want to be the richest. You want to surround yourself with people that are, kind of ahead of you and to give you something to strive for and move towards. And those are two key principles right there that it's uh, are in a book that I, it's like my Bible and I love the Bible. Jesus is great, but Napoleon Hill wrote a book called in 1908 called think and grow rich. And it sounds like that's, you know, it's all about the money, but it's not, it's about a way of being a way of doing things that ultimately brings you to a better life, whether it's money or health. And I mean, it's uh, just having a better outlook on life. He did take the, he like uh, melted. Well, what he did was he interviewed like 500 different, like super successful people from Thomas Edison to Henry Ford um, presidents and many other like, super successful people in that time. And the idea was to create a philosophy of success. And, and so he, he's like, what made them different than an average or less than average person? And he, you know, it took him 20 years to write it and he did it. And he's made millions of millionaires since that. And all the success books, if maybe not all of them, but many of them are derivatives of that book. So if you haven't read it, Highly recommend it. Think and grow rich, or you can just listen to it. He's fuck. He's funny. If you find some of his old clips 
on YouTube, Napoleon Hill, it will show you kind of like what it takes to, you know, to do it. Like, and one of them is just faith, having faith in, yeah, man. like believing think, in yourself. One thing that uh, I forgot who told me, I think it was one of the members at the gym. Uh, and it was right after my mom's passing and he had lost his dad. I believe it was the same guy, but he had lost his dad around 18 or 19. And uh, I was already 29 by that time when I lost my mom. But he goes, uh, uh, you got to figure out whether this is happening or this is happening for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. So like this is for whatever reason, God is putting this in this place. The universe is putting this in your in your path uh, for you, and so you're either going to grow from it, or you're just going to, you know, sit around and mope and let yourself go down, right. uh, down that hole, man. And and uh, I see it often. Like even my roommate, he lost his father not too long ago. I think it was about a year, year and a half already. And uh, I I tell him pretty often, he's like, man, it, it it happened for you. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. So, like, what are you going to learn from it? When I get smashed on the mats, um, I come back the next day because I know that happened for me. The next day, I come back solid, bro. I come back real solid. I'm like, hell yeah, I feel good. Last night, I was discouraged, but today, I feel solid. I'm ready to go. Let's train, dude. So, um, having those, uh, those things that happen to you, um, I mean, some people are, are allowing COVID to to bring them into that place of depression and stress and all of this. And some people are allowing it to help them grow. Like for here at the gym, like, again, I, I said it before, but people are now seeking the help. Uh, people are now ready to learn. Uh, everyone's ready to go and uh, and learn something new that it's a it's a paradigm shift i think COVID happened for a reason and uh we can go down that rabbit hole too but but when you really think about it the fundamental truth is it's for the greater collective why are we here why did this happen we might not know the why but let's move forward how can i help my fellow man how can i help the greater collective how can i grow myself to where i can help my neighbor my neighborhood can help his neighbor. I can help my community, whether it be the jujitsu and law enforcement that I'm doing, or if I'm just teaching someone uh, a movement practice with the steel mace or mobility drills to help their knees feel a little bit better. Um, coming into to the actualization that I'm actually here for a purpose. I wasn't born by accident. Um, we're here for a purpose. Robert, you're doing something crazy, man. You you uh, you're out there. You're you're doing your thing again. I came across sheath underwear. It's my favorite uh, underwear. I threw everything out the window, man. Like er everything else, uh, all my I don't even know about Hanes anymore. It's all sheath for me now, dude. So uh, that's one thing I, I appreciate you for, man. Like if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have come across sheath. Uh, well, I appreciate that, and and I. I try to, I mean, if you're not helping people, what are you, what are you doing? You know? Yep. And, but also it kind of also has to start or you know, with yourself and make sure you're helping your, get yourself so that you can help others. And so there's, it's like a combination of the two by helping yourself and, but don't be greedy. Don't be selfish. 
share all you know what you know share your knowledge share your experiences and um and let people know like you are human sometimes uh in my ig post i'll put learn grow share sometimes i'll put that and uh if i learn something new i'm gonna grow from it once i grow from it i'm gonna share it with someone else and that is yeah like the web of humans that you know we are if we can stop fighting each other over some bullshit like who's gonna be president like that if don't let that like consume you like help local like be more local focused in in your community and i mean whatever your political stance is whatever is fine but like it's consuming our nation and we need to just turn that shit off or something i don't fucking like the only way like they're trying to control us and the way they control us is by us paying too much attention and letting it consume us and not grow and not help mm-hmm. each other be, you know like the only way they can keep us under control like whatever like control is um by keeping us fighting you know if we could just all you know not necessarily unite against the power per se but yeah um don't like just don't let them i don't know they the way they maintain this control and i believe a lot of that shit is corrupt there's a lot of fucking where's the money going like we could have more programs and poor programs could be towards you you know funding your school or something you know like maybe you would get some sort of um government stipend in into the school to fund the school and schools throughout the nation instead of funding these mother these people's they're already rich like yeah uh, one thing my dad taught me growing up is uh what what he what did he say super toilet paper like what what does that mean he goes sex things and power People are uh, like the powers that be uh, are only looking for those three things, sex, things, and power. Yeah. And it resonated pretty crazy because man, when you think about it, like there's, there's a, uh, there's always powers in play and uh, whether we're in jujitsu, I'm going to try and gain power over you, whether I'm in side mount or, or I'm going to try and get a dominant position, which is cool. We're in training. Uh, but then you take that outside of the mats and, yeah, the same thing. It, 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 I mean, it happens too often in our government. Um, when I was having this conversation with this uh, officer telling me that uh, these guys don't want to get hurt, um, but he also said that, like, the city doesn't care, the, the, the department doesn't care. Um, they're only going to teach so much, so it's up to the officer to go out and get some of those, get that extra training uh, outside of the department. And then when they go outside of the apartment, I mean, like, they don't, again, they don't want to get hurt. So, like, how, what power do I have right now to be able to make an impact in someone else? So I'm thinking about the macro, but I'm also thinking about the micro things to where who do I have an effect? Yes, I've been able to, to control myself and, and I've, I've been able to grow myself. All right, now who else can I affect? Um, it's that spider web, like you said. It's that spider web of an impact. 
can I have a, a, a bigger spider web of impact to where I'm able to help my brother, um, mm -hmm. whether he be in the office behind a desk all day and I'm giving him some mobility drills to help his low back or mm -hmm. is he uh, on the streets doing, making a call of, uh, I mean, someone, or whether he's doing, pulling someone over and he doesn't know what situation he's gonna about to dive into. Mm -hmm. So am I able to equip person with more tools for their tool belt more weapons for their arsenal just like leo did for me teach me a, a system of of movement same thing on the academy did same thing that my my coach uh, did for me on the mats like it's uh everything that we go through makes a difference it happens for us not to us so how can i grow from it how can i teach others to not go through that same situation not go through that same heartache um but some things are out of our hands, but we actually have a lot of it in our own hands, to be honest. Oh, yeah. So much is in our, our hands. And if we let it not be in our hands and uh, make excuses or they're not, you know, letting me live to my fullest potential, like you need to check your mind state and, and frame of perspective on reality because you have you know, kind of have the power within you. And uh, there's many examples from that made it from the ghettos and other countries to come here and create fortunes and, and jobs and, how, you know, and, and they inspire uh, me, others to do great things. Like, I, I, I don't know, I like Michael Jordan. <laughs> and uh, if you watch that, that, um, the last dance on netflix it's you know like sure he was gifted to an you know physically but it was the mental like that dude had the mentality that it takes to be the best at what he did and maybe you won't be the best but you can get because there's always somebody better kind of type of a thing yeah but, man you know but like shoot there's for levels it. to this shit yeah yeah but, there's levels to everything man like you see the levels within jujitsu practitioners between steel mace practitioners. Um, man, just the way someone speaks, you can tell that there's, there's a level to your vocabulary. Mm -hmm. There's a level to how I live my life on a uh, health related stuff, whether I'm a lot, I'm, I'm vegan. Uh, I tell my clients like you want to think like a vegan, but eat like a caveman. And uh, it, it's funny because it, it like, kind of paints a, a picture for them in their head. And I tell them, like, the way what my mom went through was, uh, for me, I feel like a lot of it was cultural. Mm -hmm. um, like eating the tortillas and the masa and the sodas and the barbacoa and all of that, uh, which, uh, I mean, it, it's fun. It tastes good. but what nah, is Yeah, it? that reminds me of San Antonio. and I love the Mexican culture. I'm grew up in that and like my half of my family is mexican and we but it can lead to certain health kind of yeah dude like yeah. like there's there's levels to everything you can take it up a notch or you can stay where you're at it's up to you it is up to you and on i on that note i do love it that was a perfect ending it is all up to you uh there's a guy I like his name is michael malice and homage to him uh he says, what was your favorite part of this podcast? That's a question to you. Like, what was your favorite part of this, this conversation, you know? 
Honestly, man, I, I wasn't uh, expecting to really talk about any of the Steel Maze stuff. Um, I really, I honestly wasn't sure what we were going to speak about. I know whenever um, Stephen had contacted me, he, he mainly just said to speak about holistic lifestyle and fitness and healthy living and uh, really just what I was doing here at the gym and, and things like that. So um, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I do appreciate uh, how we dove into a little bit of steel mace. We dove into a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Um, and then we even uh, took it a little bit further with the law enforcement and kind of what's going on. And uh, uh, right now what's going on with our country, um, I appreciate that I was able to highlight some of that stuff that I wasn't really expecting to highlight. And then uh, so I appreciate the questions. Uh, I appreciate you guys bringing me on, man. Like I'm always um, – always super grateful to have any type of conversation of of depth yeah that's what i love about podcasting and you're welcome I, it's a pleasure to have you on this was one of our better podcasts and it was fun and i wrote down the super toilet paper and that was a clever <laughs> yeah sex things and power shout out to your dad uh, very cool conversation i like i said i want to come see you next time i'm in town in san antonio yeah um, most definitely uh, brother your gym which is called submission concepts i do believe yes and sir submission concepts here in san antonio um the mats are always open to you my brother i love it i appreciate it and you need anything so you let us know as you know if we can help in any way especially when it comes to promoting and and with the law getting more law enforcement in there because you know they're getting they're getting a fucking pretty bad rap at the moment and i don't yeah, know it's, but whatever it's crazy man yeah so I, I i think you're doing a great thing thank you everyone for listening this is sambo slice 88 you can follow him on instagram clearly he is uh one of us he's trying to better himself and others around him and doing god's work if you will uh shout out to leo savage because he he is an inspiration as well i need to i need to talk to him again soon but uh thank you for joining me go to sheathunderwear.com of course buy yourself a pair promo code rpg save you 20 percent. they already know yes go, sir. Go, go find a gym in your local area and, and get get working on bettering yourselves that's it, that's it.